The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 35, Season 2, once a week, every single week, for the last 87 weeks. What a busy week it is, was, and will be. The playoffs are in full swing, and we are swamped. Let's dive right in to what I saw in the past week. Last Thursday, a very busy night. I started in New Berlin, where I got the first half of the Pretzels win over Moreau Forsyth to claim the Sagamo title for the first time since 1966. I went over to Auburn after that and got the game that saw the Trojans beat Williamsville, a very good win for Auburn and Coach McCoy. I then went back to New Berlin and talked with Coach Lucas about what it means for the 1A Pretzels to win such a tough conference outright and how good the Pretzels are feeling heading into postseason play. On Friday, I went up to Champaign to spend a quick 36 hours for some state wrestling. Drew Davis from Glenwood and Joey Rusick from Auburn both go back-to-back and win state titles for the second straight season. Auburn has a first, second, and third place finisher. Glenwood gets a first, two-thirds, and a fifth place finisher. A great weekend for wrestlers. For the local guys, Porter's Briar Lane also finishes runner-up along with Auburn's Cole Eady. This week, on Tuesday, I was in Chatham for the Team Duel Wrestling Tournament. Jacksonville makes school history by beating Mount Vernon and qualifying for the state tournament in Bloomington Normal on Friday where they will wrestle Joliet Catholic at 7 p.m. on Friday night. Glenwood comes up just short against number two ranked Muhammad Seymour. It was a great battle that the Bulldogs pulled out in the end. I went from Chatham to Rochester to see the end of the Rochester girls basketball sectional game in which they came back and beat Muhammad Seymour to get a shot at Lincoln. The rail splitters are undefeated and still the best team in the state. They haven't lost this season and frankly, haven't had a close game all year long. More on that game Thursday in a minute. But let's talk about Wednesday, boys regional semifinal night. I was in Rochester to see the city matchups. SHG handles business. No first game nerves in the postseason. They get the running clock on Springfield High. Southeast beats Lanphier in what the Seeds would call an upset. The Lions won the first two matchups this season. Now the Spartans get SHG on Friday. A busy night on Wednesday. A few other games of note. New Berlin goes down. The Pretzels lose to Payson Seymour. Porta knocks off Auburn on their home floor. And Waynesville slips by Tremont from a last second shot from Jacob Finley. They get U high next on Friday. So let's talk about what's coming up on Channel 1450. Tonight, Thursday night, first in 1A, Mount Pulaski playing St. Thomas More for the Lexington sectional title. In Rochester, the Rockets hosting Lincoln in the big matchup in 3A. The rail splitters still undefeated and led by Chloe Froby, but the rest of the team is incredible as well. It's a special group. Chloe Froby, if you haven't been paying attention, she's a junior. She has offers from just about every Division I school in the country. She scored over 900 points just this season alone. She's surpassed 2,000 in her career already, and that's with a COVID-shortened season. Yeah, Chloe Froby, the real deal. Kaylin Reed, the Western Illinois commit, powers the Rochester Rockets. It's going to be a great matchup. If you have nothing to do on Thursday, get out to the rack. 7 p.m. in Rochester on Thursday, Lincoln and Rochester. On Friday night, we are into the regional championships for the boys. Let's talk about the matchups on Friday. Let's start with 1A. Lincolnwood on a roll, on a winning streak. They play for original title on their home floor. And then Calvary is taking on route at route. That will be a great game in Jacksonville. At the 2A level, Williamsville at U-High. 
Pleasant Plains versus Porta at Auburn, and Morell Forsyth versus Bloomington Central Catholic at Clinton. At the 3A level, Sacred Heart Griffin versus Southeast at Rochester, MacArthur versus Mount Zion at Mattoon, Lincoln versus Muhammad Seymour for the Champaign Central Regional title, and East St. Louis at the Bowl against Jacksonville for that 3A regional title. Also Friday, yeah, as if Friday wasn't busy enough, Jacksonville Wrestling at State against Joliet Catholic at 7 p.m. in Bloomington Normal. Auburn Wrestling at State on Friday versus Yorkville Christian at 5 p.m. in Bloomington Normal. Also Friday, the Girls State Wrestling Tournament starts at Grossinger Motors Arena. That's also where the Team Duel Wrestling Tournament is. Both girls and Team Duel boys in Normal. Same building. We will be there. Here are the area girls wrestlers wrestling at state for a state title. They start things on Friday at 110 pounds. Ella Milanakis from Lanphier, 115 pounds. Jasmine Brown from Auburn and Allison Croche from Uhi at 120 pounds. Alexis Seymour from Jacksonville at 135 pounds. Jaden Perry from Auburn and at 145 pounds. Jordan Bicknell from Olympia. Those are our girls state wrestlers who qualified for state and if they make it to saturday we will see them and we will get them highlights we will keep an eye on them friday just like last year if they make it to the semifinals on saturday we will be there for highlights on saturday same thing with jacksonville and auburn wrestling if they win on friday we will have highlights of their semifinal matches on saturday next week monday is girls super sectional monday mount pulaski would play at the Pontiac Super Sectional on Monday at 6 p.m. if they can beat St. Thomas More on Thursday. The winner of the Lincoln vs. Rochester Sectional Championship heads to the Taylorville 3A Super Sectional on Monday at 7 p.m. against either Highland or Mount Vernon. Tuesday and Wednesday next week are the boys' sectional semifinals. The 1A Sectional is in Hardin-Calhoun. The 2A Sectional we are watching is in Pleasant Plains. And the 3A sectional we are watching is in Decatur MacArthur. We obviously won't know who's playing in those until Friday night after the regional title games. But we'll have highlights, as always, of as many games as we can get. That's what's coming up on Channel 1450. Let's get to this week's guest. It's Travis Guess, a local official and referee. Here we go. This week we're talking basketball. Um, not that wrestling's over by any means, but we, we did a wrestling-heavy podcast last week. So this week I got Travis Guess on to talk about basketball and all things basketball in the area. You were on, it was like the first month of when I started the podcast, right? Like yeah. it was like, you were what, guest number three or something? Yeah, Pretty two early. or three. Yeah. 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 Um, now this is, I think this is like 35 of season two. Yeah. How many did you do season one? 52. Oh, you did a week? Wow. So yeah. that, that's kind I did of one awesome. a week. No kidding. That's yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's and that cool. was back, you know, we we talked back in summer, so it's mm -hmm. been, we've had two basketball seasons since then. Mm -hmm. um, if people don't know, you're an official in the area. You yep. do football, basketball. Um, <clears throat> obviously, a very busy guy and a, a mm -hmm. face that you know people would recognize if they've been to any games lately. So <laughs> uh, let's just start with um, how how basketball, how the season's gone for you. Yeah. Um, in terms of what you do. Yeah, it's been a, it's it's uh, you know recognizing your faces. Um, some most of the time it's good, right? You never know. You're at dinner with your family, or you're at the store, or you're wherever. Somebody comes up and they're like, "Oh, you're here for basketball," and I'm like, "My answer is usually a cautioned yes." Yeah. Um, but it's it's ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time it's always a positive. Like, hey, we saw you. Right. So and so, like it's. You know, people are usually very complimentary about that stuff. So, um, 
but yeah, it's been it's been a really good year. So um, we we've hit the fun part of the year, right? Where you are, you're in the postseason. Um, which you know, as of last year, um, you know, started on the Saturday before yeah. regional week for the play-in games. So that's that's always fun. Whenever those are, um, you, you know, whenever you get to work on a Saturday and, and you kind of you get to see some of those teams maybe you don't necessarily see all the time. So that's the interesting part, you know, for that. But it's been a it's been a good year. I mean, basketball in Central Illinois is is is. And I've been here for. I moved up here. I moved here in 2010 when I got out of college, and it's to me it's the most balanced and the best that I think I've ever seen it. Yeah. Girls, boys, uh, county, Sangamo, CSA doesn't matter. Yeah. It is just across the board balanced. I mean, even you know the Apollos got some really good. You know, obviously Lincoln. Yeah. Lincoln's girls are super super talented. <laughs> um, but you know, then you've got you know some really good teams throughout every conference, yeah. Um, which makes basketball fun. It's it's exciting, right? We we like to see the. Um, I'm sure you want to run clock so you get home earlier on a Friday night. Oh. At the same time, those games are not fun for you. I mean, no, there you you don't always want a, a two point game that goes down to the to the last <laughs> shot because those are really tiring. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes a thirty point game is nice, but but the. Um, uh, yeah, the majority of the games this year have been really, really good. Just talent all over. Kids are good. Best, I mean, one of the best crops of coaches, I think, that I've ever been around in this area. Um, I was talking to an athletic director the other day, and I said, man, I said, can you think of a um, of a time when there was a, um, a better crop of young, quality coaches a- across Central Illinois in basketball? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this athletic director said, he goes, no, well, how about every sport? He goes, because you think about every sport in this area, and there's a lot of really good young coaches, yeah. um, which is awesome, which is really good for us. It's good for you know, the, the student-athletes. It's good for the players. It's good for parents. good for you guys. So yeah. it's a lot of fun. Well, that, just you saying that makes me think of a question that I didn't really think of coming into this, but I think is interesting. As a referee, as a official, yeah. when, when it's a coach that's – been doing this for 40 years that has that seniority that could be your dad or even your grandpa mm-hmm. um what is that relationship like when you know that guy like you know neil alexander you mm-hmm. know you know ken leonard you know those guys mm-hmm. what is that ha- and how is that relationship different from a first year coach like a ryan garner in auburn or yeah. you know how is that relationship different do do you approach those games differently um i, I don't know that you approach them any differently you know, the, the really fortunate thing that I've had is is that, you know, especially in, in basketball is, is that I started at the JV level. Mm-hmm. So I got to know Greg Alexander before I got to know Neil. Yeah. Right? And, and even in football, you know, I got to know, um, you know, Ken Leonard's assistants. Yeah. Derek's assistants. You don't have um, time to name them all because there's too there's, many. There's too many of them, right? I mean, <laughs> y- you get to know the – well, you can. You get to know the Chad Andersons, the Tyson Corleys of the world. Right. You know, the Steve Beakers of the world. You get to know those guys, and you build those relationships, which then rolls into your relationship with the head coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, it's a lot of fun to get to know those guys. And, and it's a respect thing, right? I mean, it's a... Right. And that's what, I, that's what I'm curious about. Because, yeah. you know, you have that respect with those older guys. And oh, they, yeah. They understand it, too. But as the young guy coming in, maybe they're not thinking about building that relationship quite as much as... 
you know, yeah. as they get down the line. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's it's the um, you know the first time that you have an LT at Southeast, or you have a Neil Alexander, or the first time you work a an SHG football game. You know, you do you do have to work a little harder because they don't know who you are. Yeah, um, they've never seen you before. Whereas when you walk on the floor with a, a veteran official that's been doing it for thirty years and you know um, been knocking on the state finals door a couple years. You know, they, they have that respect. So there's the mutual respect between the veteran official and the veteran coach. But then when you have the, the new official and the veteran coach, you do have to work a little bit harder to to get that and to answer their questions. And it's um, sometimes it's an uphill battle. Um, but it's really, you know, the, the biggest thing to re- for me to remember when you officiate is, is that I've got some really good friends of mine that are coaches. Yeah. Guys that I talk to often. And when the ball goes up, they're trying to win, do the best thing for their kids. We're trying to do as officials everything that we can to make sure that we call a fair game, right? And it's it's never personal, right? Like a call doesn't go their way that's not personal, right? Right? You don't have um, time to make think about to make it personal. No, that's, I, not, that's not how it works, especially with the speed of athletes yeah, nowadays. Like, yeah. That's not possible. Yeah, I, I always joke that when I become good enough to – to do that, to realize, holy cow, that foul's on this team. I can't call it. Yeah. I need to stop yeah. because because I've become uh, too good at it at that point. And it's it, it's it's even challenging sometimes. You know, when the game's lopsided, right? You have a foul. Well, you see a foul, you call it. But inherently, it's like, oh man, it's like that team is down by thirty yeah. points. You know, I'd like to, you know, kill them with kindness there, right? right? So you. Um, it's hard to even flip that mentality even when the game's out of control or, um, you know, one team is clearly outmatched. It's, it's tough to do that sometimes. So, mm-hmm. With your schedule, what is it like? When do you know your schedule for basketball right now? Like, Do you know yeah. your postseason schedule yeah. a month ago, or how does that work? Yeah, so postseason is a little bit different than the regular season. So um, postseason, the IHSA sends it out to us um, about oh, 10 days before the regional start. So I got my boys regional um, last, today's the, what is today? Today's Tuesday the 21st. I got it last Monday. Okay. Monday. So about a week. No, I got it last Saturday, excuse me. And then sectionals for next week, for the first week of March, came out uh, yesterday on Monday. So, so yeah. So we we know those in advance. Um, But our regular season schedule, I mean, that's kind of up to the assigners. in the Central State 8 and the Apollo using a signer. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's, that's where you get a lot of those games with the Peoria area. Um, and then I think for next year, for the 23-24 schedule, I've already got 30, 34 dates, and that's without any Division three college, or excuse me, any JUCO college, um, and uh, not a ton of assigned games. And so when you go into the season, is it, okay, I know I'm going to be working Tuesday and Friday, mm-hmm. and then... Like, is it, okay, a week before I may get a call that says, hey, can you fill in and do that? Yeah, it is. It's it's a lot of, you know, and I've, I've learned this as I've gotten older, you know, we were just talking about, you know, my kids, they'll be three and nine in, in May, and I've gotten to the point where where I'm okay with a, with a Friday night off. Yeah. And I like that. I, I like a Friday night off. I like a Saturday night off. Um, you'd really be a dad and then spend time with them. You know, my daughter did mini cheer here and um, in Pawnee this year, so I, I was off that Friday, so I got to do that. Right, and as my son gets older, you know he'll be involved in whatever. So getting to do that stuff is is a lot of fun. Um, 
but yeah, it's it, some guys call and then they'll say, "Hey, I you know I need help. Can you help me?" Right. Um, that happens quite a bit. Um, but then you you develop those relationships with officials, right? You know who you're calling. Yeah. Um, and you got guys that you like to work with. And you also probably have guys that you feel comfortable saying, "Hey." No, I can't do it this week yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, the nice thing is is that a lot of the officials nowadays, you know, a lot of the guys that I officiate with now are, are younger officials, mm-hmm. right? So they get it. Like they've got younger kids at home or they've got... Wives. You know, <laughs> exactly. They've got everything going on. Yeah. You know, so it is a... It, it's nothing for somebody to say, hey, i got to be home tonight. Yeah. Right? I've worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I really need Friday night off. And, and it's good for that because I think you... You know, I took off one week in January um, for work, and I came back the, when I got, you know, the following week, and my body felt better than it probably ever has. Yeah. You know, you, you had that time to, to get your feet back under you because, you know, as you know, um, Christmas is a lot. <laughs> Christmas season is a lot, right? I mean, you're going from, from you know, for me, it's from Waverly to Williamsville to Taylorville. In one day. And, and exactly. It could be in one day. <laughs> yeah. Right, and you're you're just you're all over the place. So it is, um, it's a lot, but it's not a it's not a bad thing. When we do, I mean, I, I schedule myself. So yeah. So you talked about the the young refs in, in the game, and I th- I think there are a lot in this area. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the the trend is not great. The trend is, you know, the I just keeps pushing it. Mm-hmm. You know, once a week at least. It's like, hey, we need officials for all these sports. Need. How do you feel like in this area? There is that excitement to the to the younger guys that hey you know this is. I feel like a lot of you guys are established at this point, yeah. and it's something like okay we're we're in this like we know what yeah. we're doing and we want to continue to grow it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know when I started, um, I'm going into my this is my finishing my 17th year of basketball. You know when I started, you had the veteran guys that kind of took you under their wing and they taught you how to do it, and um, you you know. The, the Tim Birches, the Mark DiMarzios, the Mike Wileys, you know, the Buzzy Bartons of the world, you know, that, that just kind of said, hey, you know, go with us on a Friday night and we'll work together. Yeah. And now it's interesting because now that's that's us. Yeah. Right. We're that we're that group of guys that are saying, hey, come with us on a Friday night. We'll get through this. Um, well, you understand how important that is. Yeah, you, know? you, you have to. I mean, you've got to have guys or, or, or ladies that want to be officials that want to teach you how to do it because it is a... We don't do it for money. We we don't do it because they put us on TV every night. We don't do it because you know fourteen fifty gets good highlights <laughs> of us. You know it's it's truly because you enjoy the sport, you enjoy the friendship, you enjoy um, the relationships you build. I mean it's um, you know it's it's really crazy because you 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 tend to hang out with people that you're alike, uh-huh. right? And and there's you know six of my buddies that referee basketball right now that we all hang out. We all have yeah. kids are similar ages. We all hang yeah. out together. We all spend time together. Um, you know, so it is, it's nice to do that. And, you know, but man, we do need, we need younger officials. We need, we need them because it's, um, you know, the, the games are going to keep going. The games are going to, you know, I say this one to, to players all the time, like, Hey, Every year they're 16 to 18 years old, and I get a year older every year, yeah. right? So I don't keep up quite as well as I did when I was in my 20s. Um, and it's going to go down. Well, 16-year-olds so yeah. are getting bigger, stronger, oh, faster crazy. every single year. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and like you said, you're just getting older. <laughs> yeah, these guys, these, some, of these, some of these athletes are just, 
you know, next level. And it's it's a credit to them because it is, you know, how hard they work. Yeah. And it is a, you know, football season ends and boom, I'm in the weight room for basketball. Or basketball season ends and boom, I'm in the weight room for track or for baseball or for softball or for, um, you know, volleyball, whatever it is. It's, they just, they work so hard and there's, there's different, you know, hitting facilities and there's different fitness facilities, you know, that are opening up for these athletes all over the place. And I think it's, um, it, it's one of those things that, yeah, athletes nowadays, you know, they've got such a good work ethic that you, you know, will really benefit them. I think as they, in my opinion, as they get older and become, you know, spouses, they become parents, they become employees. It's, it's going to benefit them a lot. In the age of, you know, referees and, Things going bad, and mm-hmm. um, you know, you guys get yelled at. We try to, we try to curb it as much as we can with the big nasty and old man throwbacks and all that stuff. And it, I feel like sometimes people think that people take that the wrong way. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, look, I was on there. That's awesome. It's like, no, it's not good. I hope that you're embarrassed by that. But um, I have to ask you, you know, the the incident at Auburn a couple weeks ago went viral because you know it's it's something that needs to be called out. Yeah, in that situation. It's tough because you never want that to happen. And I talked to Brent Grisham after the fact, mm-hmm. and he was like, totally out of character for that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, but that cannot happen. And that continues to be another thing. And like yeah. you said, you're not getting, you're not doing this to get paid. So it's another reason to not do it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. And that's the crazy thing is is that as a as a as a parent myself, right? Anytime your kids are involved with something, you tend to have you know, kind of a, a different look about it, right? You, you want your kids to be, you know, treated fairly. You want them to do the best that they can. And, you know, I, I believe it was out of character for that individual. I do. I mean, I, I don't think that people, people don't maliciously walk into a gym on a Tuesday or a Friday or a Thursday night and say, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be this person and I'm going to, I'm going to get in trouble for, for acting this way. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's always interesting because it, the number of kids, players on a floor, that when they hear their parent or a relative or somebody react in that way, the number of kids that say, I wish they'd just sit down and stop. Yeah. Because they're embarrassing me, right? It's, it's amazing to me. And, and it's it's one of those things, like if, if people truly understood, you know, right now, like a, a high school basketball game pays us 80 bucks, right? $80 check. On a Friday night, for probably four or five hours of work, it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter if I'm in Pawnee, if I'm in Chicago, you know, if I'm in Peoria, right? You're in that eighty to ninety dollar range, wherever you are, right? And you know, to leave home on a Friday night at you know five o'clock to drive an hour to a game, right? You, you know, then you've got the hour, you know, two hours you're at the school because you're there forty five minutes to an hour before the game, the game. And then to drive home, I mean, you're, you are, you're looking four hours, four or five hours, and that's before your, any expenses, right? It's before mileage, it's before food if you stop, you know, so, so you're barely, you know, you're breaking even, maybe just a little bit of a profit, yeah. and, you know, so it's, it's amazing to me, and I, I just, I think that that's one thing people don't realize is, is that we're not getting paid like the Big Ten guys are. Yeah. You know, we don't get paid like the guys do at Illinois. Or, or the, the ladies do it at, you know, Iowa or Missouri. You just don't. And, and that's okay, right? I mean, we'd, we'd obviously, you know, love to be there. All right. But it's, um, but yeah, we do it because we enjoy seeing the, the players, seeing the coaches, building the relationships. I mean, it's, 
it's crazy. I think I've built more professional relationships through officiating mm-hmm. than anything else. Yeah. Because you do. You just become friends with them and you become acquaintances with them and, and stuff like that. It's a huge... It's a huge opportunity for us. Oh, well, you know, it's who you know. That's uh, another reason. Man, it's... Like, yeah. yeah. That, that's what it is nowadays is it's the... Um, yeah, it's, it's who you know and everybody's... You know, you don't, don't ever want to feel like you're that person that's asked for favors. Right? But if you ever needed something, you know, a lot of the coaches, ADs, right. you know, players would... Would um, would help you in a heartbeat. So that's the fun thing about it. So, um, like we we talked about, you know, the that incident in Auburn and fans. Um, the, there was an HBO special on um, Real Sports, you know, yeah. talking about the unfortunate attacks that happened. And oh, yeah. Thankfully, we haven't had that around here. I mean, to, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, and, yeah. you know, to that degree. Um, but when when it's gotten to that point where People aren't just keyboard warriors talking bad yeah. about you. It's like, oh, they're actually coming to you face to face. What is there any fear of that you know happening for you? Yeah, I, I think it's it's always the fear of the unknown, right? Because if you ever see any of those videos, right, it's never the attack face to face. It's always you know the football player that hits the official from behind. Yeah, right, or or stuff like that. I, I keep going back to this. The the great thing about the area that we live in. Right is is how good the coaches, the athletic directors, the principals, the superintendents are with that stuff. Right? I mean, the majority of athletic directors in Central Illinois, the principals, whoever's the admin on the game that night, they can see that stuff coming. Yeah, now they see it. Right? Oh, yeah. Or or there's a, a a police officer there. Right? They see it coming. Yeah. Right? And it is a like I had a fan I ejected when I first started officiating, and. Um, the guy walked right down the bleachers at me, yeah. and I'm. I thought I was getting punched. Yeah. And um, as he walked down, the uh, the head boys basketball coach and the assistant basketball coach stopped him. Yeah. And just said, "We're not doing this," and just kind of shoved him off. And yeah. then there was the administration, and the, but it's just, you know, you. I just I. I I don't understand. I guess my thing is, is like you, and I get it. You're as a parent, you you get emotional, but it's, you know, very. I don't think that I've ever really walked off a floor or a field on a Friday night or a Saturday and said, "Yep, I had an effect on that game." Yeah, I had an effect on it, right? I mean, it's even in you ask any of the really good coaches, right? Even in a one point game or a one possession game, coach will say, "Hey, we missed a layup. Hey, we turned the ball over." Hey, we missed a free throw. If it comes down to one play, you didn't obviously play good enough. Yeah, and I think that that's the, you know, it's the easy thing to do is to say that stuff. And the crazy thing is, is what people don't understand is, you know, uh, I had a really good game this past Thursday. I had Williamsville and Auburn. Great game. Right, a lot of fun for, you know, share the Sangamo title. Um, And, you know, Seth McCoy, Nick Beard, they got after it. They They were great that night. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that it's, you know, then those guys are watching film Friday morning, and and you hear from them, yeah. and it's just like, okay, oh, done this right, and that's the other thing people don't realize is that even as officials, you know, Friday morning before work, I got up and I was watching film, yeah, and I'm like, okay, I wish I would have done this, I wish I would have seen this, I wish I would have had that, and and that's the thing is like that's how we get better. We get better because we watch ourselves, right. and you know that's that's what makes. 
you know, good officials, great officials. And I don't think people understand, like, in this area, I've been doing this long enough that I have, obviously, a relationship with you, with, you know, Stephen Coles comes to mind that does soccer and stuff like that. He will text me after the game or, like you said, he'll text me the next day and just be like, hey, do you have an angle of this? Yeah. To see, I just want to know what I saw versus what the coach saw or, you know, vice versa, because... You're in one position, and somebody else is in another position, and you know that happens all the time with yep. with me. Is they'll hit me up, or even right after the game, they'll be like, "Hey, can you send me this? Here's my email, please, yep. when you have time." I just want to know, did I do it right? And it's, mm-hmm. like you said, it's not. You're not trying. You're always trying to get better, right? right? You're trying to to improve, right? And the number of coaches that will they'll text you the next morning, right? And they'll send you like a clip of a video, like, "Hey, this is what I." The game that you had, this is what we, was called. What did you see, mm-hmm. right? Or what what was your thought on this, right? Or you you run into them in another game. What did you see, right? And, and that's the majority of what these coaches want is they just want to, you know, what did you see, yeah. right? And the good thing is is that when you've done this long yeah. enough, is that you know you build these relationships and you, and you want you want your reputation to be when you walk into a gym to be like great. Travis is here. We're good tonight, yeah. right? As opposed to, oh man, he's here tonight. We're really gonna have to play well to overcome this, yeah. right? That's to me. That's obviously not what you want, but it is. You know, doing the Waverly Championship this year with with Route and New Berlin, right? <laughs> Let's get the big stuff, right? Get the stuff we had to get, and and get and let those two go at it, right? And they did. You know, for for thirty two minutes they went at it. Um, you know, Coach Whalen, Coach Lucas, they did a really good job in that game. 36 minutes. We, over, we did go over time, didn't we? Holy cow, 36 <laughs> yeah. minutes. I forgot about that. Um, you know, so you let those two slug it out. Like, we don't need to be involved in that. And that's the majority of what we do is we'll, you know, get the stuff we need to get. And if, if, if it doesn't have an impact, if we can let the kids play through it and, and, and be the athletes that they are, we'll let them do that. It's, and it's the same thing on the football field, right? I mean, you got so many of these athletes, you know, the um, the Williamsville's of the world, the SHGs of the world, the Rochesters, the Chathams, you know, um, you, you know, Coach Gardner's got, you know, you talk about him having a really good class, you know, coming back to Auburn. These kids are really going to be able to play through a lot of that stuff. And it's not a, you know, we're not there to throw flags. They don't, they don't want to see us throw flags. You want to, you want to see it, uh, you want to see these kids play and us not have a, a material effect on the game. So, as a crew or as a referee, I guess just yeah. I mean I'm sure you talk about it, but um, does anything change when you see one of our cameras show up to a game? No, no, I don't think it does. I think what it is is it's you know for us is 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 it's nice because I when when you see the 1450 crew show up, you know it's a pretty big game. And really what I like more than anything is I like to see the highlights the next, even that night, you know, or the next day to see, you know, what, you know, like you talked about, like the angles, yeah. you know, because the odds are you guys are good enough that if there's a, a really tight play, you're going to have a shot of it. Yeah. And I can back it up and I can look at it and I can, you know, kind of dissect it from my angle compared to where you are. And um, it's... It's, it's amazing to me, and I, I say this not to, just because you guys say this to a lot of people, but it's what Central Illinois doesn't realize is is how fortunate they are to have you guys. Like, it's just crazy. Because for you to go from, you were just talking earlier, right? 
You went to New Berlin for the first half of their game on on uh, Thursday night. Yeah. Right. You you drive to Auburn right to catch that game. Right. You stay through the entire Auburn game. Yeah. Right. That ended at nine. Right. Right around nine. A little after. Right. Mm-hmm. And then to get home, and then those both of those highlights are posted that evening. Yeah. Right. Like I got a text from you at like eleven forty five of a video. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just it's amazing to me, you know how fortunate. Central Illinois is, and the annoyance of from me is is a friend of you is right just to see these people like oh I really wish they had more coverage of this I, I <laughs> wish they too. too yeah of course but it's I too. <laughs> it's it's bodies it's time it's effort it's energy it's there's you can only go so far right like you know this past Saturday you were in Champagne the entire day mm-hmm. right um, it's it's just staggering. What you guys do, and I have buddies, you know, back in my hometown where I grew up, and I'm like, you guys got to see this stuff. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Like, it's just next level, you know, um, you know, service what you guys offer, and really for people, you know, you can do the premium thing and, and get the the more exclusive content. But even if you just did the free stuff, I mean, it's it's more than anybody could ever ask for. So. Well, I asked the question, and I didn't expect you to be like, oh yeah, we call the game differently when you guys are there. No, I just am curious. If you see anything different, because I've had coaches tell me, like, you guys have changed the way, you know, girls' soccer is played in this area because sure. it's way more physical. Like, those mm-hmm. girls, as you see, they yep. beat the crap out of each other. And they, do. they really don't care if they hit each other. Like, that's, yeah. and that's changed, I feel like. And so I've had coaches tell me, you guys have changed the way, you know, certain, certain no. sports have been played. And so I didn't know if, like, the way you've seen, you know, anything where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're, they're here for that game, let's. The coaches do something different, or the players no. act differently. And I, I guess I could see that. You know, if you think, if you think pre-COVID, right, where not everything was on the NFHS network, right, not everybody, had, you know, um, maybe there wasn't as many video cameras around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe potentially, but anymore, I mean, it's, you know, I could log into my my federation account now, and I could pull up eighty percent of my games for the year, probably ninety percent of my games for the year, and rewatch them if I wanted to. Yeah. Right, so it's not a. Uh, as an official, right, I can't worry about who's on the sideline. I just can't. Like, no. I, I can't worry about if it's, if it's you or if it's a veteran official or if it's a coach that's you know if it's Brad Underwood scouting somebody, right? right? Or if it's um, Brett Bielema scouting a football kid. Like I, you can't you can't worry about that. You have enough stuff to worry about. Like I can't um, worry about who's on the sideline, who's in the stands. Yeah, you worry about the. The athletes you have on the field or the floor, and you, um, you, you go from there. I mean, it's neat when that happens, but it's not a. I don't think it's a reflection, right? I mean, because if you think about it, if you've done, if you've officiated in this area long enough, right? Especially baseball or football, right? You have inevitably had a major league baseball player or an NFL player. Yeah, you have, right? Um, and basketball, some of the older guys, you know. Have you know they had the Richard Prides, the Iguodalas, the Ed Hortons of the world? Um, they had those guys, yeah. the, the Dave Robishes, right? Um, that was before me, but um, but yeah, you you get to see these kids now, and it's the majority of your good teams, right? If you, if you if you think back to the best teams that you've ever seen, I would bet you that those teams also have the best kids. That are the best people off the field or the yeah. floor, right? It's 
it's not a surprise that good teams are led by really good kids. And well, even farther than the coaches as well. You're oh, absolutely. Like Lucas, and you know, those absolutely. Guys. Like, that's a reflection of not oh. only the coaches, but the parents and the communities as well. It's it is like I said. You know, I was at Auburn the other night, and you know. Uh, Coach Beard and Coach McCoy got in. They they got after it, man. They were coaching hard. Kids were playing hard. But at the end of the day, I mean, I ended up, you know, Williamsville lost, but I still saw Coach Beard Saturday. And we talked about a few plays that we saw, but it was nothing like we just we moved on from it, right? These kids are better kids because of it, right? You're you're a you're probably not playing the NBA, yeah, right? But you, what these coaches can do for these kids to be better dads, better husbands. Better wives, better moms, better employees is 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 far more than anything else, and it's. I think it's a reflection of the number of kids that come back to that school, yeah. whether they come back to coach, whether they come back to raise a family, whether they come back to support it, whatever. But it's it's just it, it that that speaks, you know. Like I know that off the top of my head, I know that Coach Lucas, Coach Beard. I know they for sure, and um, Coach Crumweedy at Athens have guys on their bench that played for them right. or that played at that school. Yeah. Um, Coach McCoy might. Weber. Coach Weber does. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to forget someone. Yeah, I know I'm going to forget somebody, and I'm sorry <laughs> that I forgot him. <laughs> no, but to your point, I get but what you're saying. Yeah. But you come back and you see those guys, right? You see the. Um, you, you know, you see how how good they are and how how they build that relationship. It's, and they understand the impact that they had on their lives and how they can turn around and do that for more people. Yeah, I mean, my wife and I have talked about this before. You know, if our son ever becomes an athlete, you know, we got a ways to go. And these coaches probably won't be there. But I, I've joked before, like, you know, if he's a good football player, you know, there's some places I want him to play football. Yeah. Right now, granted, those guys will probably be gone. You know, like I've joked with uh, Coach Joseph and Moreau before. I'm like, hey, we're going to move here and let Theo play for you. He's like, no, nah, I won't be. Yeah. He goes, I don't know that I'll be coaching another 16 years. I yeah. said, well, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, you, you know, but you, you want them to play for those those people that are, are going to make them better better people. And, and that's what you – that's all you can ask for out of these kids. I mean, because these coaches, much like we talk about how, how much you guys busted your butt for 1450, is, man, these coaches don't get paid enough. We know that. No. That's you know what they're doing it for. You know they're not doing it for the money. I mean they're gone from their families, you know, more than officials are, right? Because we go to a game, game ends, we're going home. Coaches are there. They're cleaning the gym. They're washing uniforms. They're cleaning water bottles. You know, they're going home and watching film. Watch a film, right? So it's it is. Um, yeah, they they. Uh, it's it's funny because a lot of the coaches. And, and officials, a lot of the times, are on the same page. Yeah. It's like, we do this oh, yeah. because we enjoy it. We do it because we, we like what we do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they it's this this area is, is very, very fortunate right now with how good the, the athletics um, are talent-wise. But, man, coach-wise, it's just, it's that. You can, you can do it in any sport. Pick a sport. And you can find a good young coach yep. that's that's really doing some awesome. some great things in that school. Yeah, um, I'm taking up plenty of time, so let's wrap it up with yeah. you know talking about postseason. And as we as we get into postseason, um, like you talked about, you get your assignments a week mm-hmm. or two before. Um, what 
the does the excitement level change, or does it does the season start to drag on you where you're like looking forward to the end? No, I, I I think it I think you hit the 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 month of the beginning part of February, the end of January is is really tiring. Yeah, um, because you've kind of hit that that okay we're 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 winded down here. We're tired. Um, but man, once you hit that middle of February and you get those postseason assignments, it is it's it's a different level because the um, you you know you know what's on the line. Right for those for those kids and for those coaches, um, so it is exciting. It doesn't matter whether you've got, you know, if your postseason stopped on Saturday with a play-in game, it's it, it's a great end of the season. Yeah. If your season didn't end with postseason, that can't be what dictates the success of your year, right? If your postseason ends up on the final Saturday of the year in Champagne, you had a great year, right? Mine won't end up there this year. You know, I, I think it's. You can, you can have a great year, right? And there are long seasons. Um, but it doesn't, you know, postseason is wonderful. We love it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the excitement level is there for everybody. I think it's, it's there's, I, I'm, I will say this. There is arguably no other feeling like a packed gym on a regional championship Friday night and, and the ball gets thrown in the air. Like, there's good luck finding an environment like that. Yeah. It's fun. That's what we try to show. It is, it is, it is. is. Awesome, man. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Anytime, buddy. Thank you so much to Travis for his time and the great conversation. Thank you for listening. That's it. I'll see you next week.